Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm super excited to have Roger with us. He is a bucket of knowledge, and I'm just going to let him introduce himself. (laughs) Well, thanks. I appreciate it, Monica. I'm delighted to be here and get to talk about a subject that I really love talking about because I think for a lot of people, it's kind of the missing piece of the puzzle, whether that's, you know, a problem with infertility issues, fibromyalgia, brain fog, anxiety, depression. Um, But, you know, today we're going to talk about uh, thyroid, so thyroid disorders. And this is something that has been near and dear to me for the last 20 years, specializing in functional medicine and fibromyalgia, I would say probably 70% of the patients that I work with have a undiagnosed or misdiagnosed or mistreated thyroid issue that's compromising their health. Yeah, exactly. So when you decided that you wanted to be a doctor, did you go the Western way first? Or what was your, how was your journey into the functional medicine side of things? I, I never do things easy. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was really interested in health in college. And I was a triathlete and got injured. And, and I was doing some research work for the University of Alabama, Birmingham, here in Birmingham, Alabama, from the, from the neurosurgery department. And I, and I really thought about going to med school. Most of my family's in medicine, traditional medicine. But something about it just didn't feel right. And what really was the final straw was uh, I, you know, went and tried to get help for this injury. And all they could offer was um, some PT, which was somewhat helpful, but mainly pain medications and muscle relaxers. And, you know, you can't do a 25 mile bike ride if you're numbed up on muscle relaxers and pain pills. So I found out about this thing called chiropractic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, I never really knew anything about it, but I saw a local chiropractor and he was able to get me straightened out in a couple of weeks. I was back competing again. I thought, wow, I kind of like this whole natural thing. And uh, so for many years, I, um, I just did hands-on chiropractic, uh, I graduated from chiropractic school in 1990 and wow, 32 years ago. <laughs> I know we don't want to date ourselves, do uh, we? <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, for the first 12 years, I was happy just to do hands-on chiropractic, had, had five clinics, you know, and um, really loved that. But what I saw was that, you know, just doing the hands-on wasn't enough. People need to change their diet. Uh, they were looking for answers for conditions that medicine, traditional medicine just couldn't provide the answers. And I, so I started sharing more and more about nutritional therapy and 
Um, that led to me really get into functional medicine testing and then beginning certified in it. And so for the last 20 years, my practice has been more about biochemistry than, you know, hands-on uh, physical uh, uh, therapy. And uh, my practice has evolved now to where, uh, well, 100% now is all by phone or Zoom since I've gone to all telemedicine now in the last few years. Mm hmm yeah, what a journey. And it's so amazing that you have that personal experience. And I mean, you were like, I don't want to sound weird or whatever, but like awake a long, long time ago where those practices still are looked at as like quacky. But like back then, you would have definitely been like the hippie on the reserve, you know, with the flower powers <laughs> and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like really hats off to like just following that intuition because it's really hard to do when there's, you know, the majority of society around you going, well, you can't prove that. that and at the time, a lot of it wasn't proven, right? Well, I think there was a lot of proof to chiropractic, but unfortunately it, it met with a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. It still does today, but I really credit my profession chiropractic with really kind of opening up functional medicine. I think yeah, we really were the ones uh, and, and naturopaths as well, but there's so many more chiropractors than naturopaths, or at least there were 30 years ago. We really were the trailblazers that got other physicians interested. And first it was alternative medicine. Then it was, you know, holistic medicine. Then it became integrative medicine. Uh, for a number of years, I had an integrative medical practice with five medical doctors who worked for me uh, on the campus of Brookwood Hospital here in Birmingham, Alabama. We had a huge clinic. And, and, and even then I was just thinking, you know, would this have even happened had my colleagues that came before me really, you know, waved the flag of, mm -hmm. hey, there's, there's other options, you know, dr drug therapy and surgery are certainly, you know, we need them, but thankfully we have them, but there are other options that need to be discussed as well. So, and here we are, you know, yeah. so here we are. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm incredibly grateful for you guys. Have you read the book, uh, The Biology of Belief? No, I'm not. It sounds interesting. I like the title. Yeah, it's um, it's Bruce Lipton. He's a PhD. I know Bruce. Yeah, I know Bruce. Yeah, yeah, it's you would love that book. And his, you know, he comes from a very scientific background, and he even admits that during his um, Western training that they were they were they told them in class do not listen to this wackery. It's, you know, it's all crazy and all that. And he had an accident like yourself and no one could fix him. And he was like, I think he was on some like Island teaching or something. And um, one of his students was like, you should go see a chiropractor. And so he was like desperate to do any, you know, to fix himself. So he did. And that he said that just changed the course of his whole life. And yeah, he, um, his book is amazing. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to order it since we finished. Yeah, up. well, everyone should read it, really. It will, yeah, it changes you know. many lives. Um, so the thyroid. Yeah. Um, my big thing, you know, I, I know, I would say more than baseline knowledge of the thyroid. It wasn't my issue. I didn't have to study the thyroid to um, help figure out my infertility. But through my studies and through autoimmune issues, it's very obvious that the thyroid plays such an important part in fertility. And I am always godsmacked how all of my clients who come to me, their doctors, like you say, are 
not looking into it, misdiagnosing it, telling them it's not a big issue, just do IVF, no big deal. And, you know, the results are usually not very good with IVF. And if you do get pregnant with IVF, the impact on your, you know, your pregnancy is huge. Why do you think there is this disconnect between the healthcare system not really recognizing the importance of thyroid health? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and you know, and it's it's a very big question. You know, it's very yeah. broad because it's not just infertility, as you know. It's, yes, yeah. It's uh, across the board. And uh, unfortunately, most of the individuals who have a problem with thyroid are females. Uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease where the body attacks the thyroid tissue erroneously, it's the number one cause of thyroid. Females have more are more likely to have autoimmune disease, um, but you know, you know, there's a uh, there's definitely a disconnect because, and I saw this early on. I would see I would hear people's history. They would share this with me, and I would see that they've got, you know, the lateral third of their eyebrows are falling out, mm-hmm. the hair is falling out, dry skin, brittle nails, high cholesterol. Uh, n- no energy, you know, just no energy, uh, can't lose weight no matter what they eat or don't eat, brain fog, tingling in their hands and feet, cold hands and feet. These are, these are the telltale symptoms of a dysfunctional thyroid. And they would go to their doc- doctor, usually multiple doctors, because of my specialty is fibromyalgia. And, you know, they'd see half a dozen to a dozen doctors before they ever got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, but they'd share these symptoms and the physician said, oh, well, we're going to run some blood work. It sounds like it's a problem with your thyroid, but the blood work would come back normal. Now, the reason why I came back normal is because they're doing a very limited test. So they were looking at maybe thyroid stimulating hormone or T4, and that's it. And there's several lab tests, markers that need to be looked at, but they, they would do these you know, basic tests and they'd say, oh, Monica, everything looks good. Uh, why don't we put you on some Adderall to get you some more energy? And since you're, you know, have so anxious, let's put you on some clonopin. And, you know, and before you know it, they're on three, four, five, six different drugs to treat the symptoms when the cause is, it's their thyroid. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, but no one was really willing to go the extra mile to, to, to uh, acknowledge that or, or to test for it. And part of that is, if you do, if you're over aggressive treating thyroid and, and, you, and you don't have a thyroid condition, it can accelerate aging. It can cause elevated heart rate, high blood pressure, you know, things of this nature. And so many doctors, they got that memo years ago, uh, partly because I think, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago, it was uh, kind of in vogue to put people on thyroid to help them lose weight and, mm-hmm. and people would have some issues with it. But if you weigh the benefits and the cons, it's an easy decision to put somebody on thyroid and just, you know, really make sure they don't have any kind of issues. I, I rarely ever see anybody have a problem being on thyroid medication, um, even if they have a thing called euthyroid syndrome, which is all their blood work is normal, but they have all the symptoms of low thyroid. That's called euthyroid syndrome. Even those individuals oftentimes need thyroid medication or over-the-counter supplements to get their thyroid to work correctly. Mm -hmm. Now, is it true that when you are 
overusing thyroid medication, your body just starts to rely on that medication and kind of is like, well, I don't have to do this anymore. And like the longer you're on that thyroid medication, like the harder it is to come off of that medication. Well, a couple of things. One is I really believe thyroid hormone replacement therapy is really just that. Mm-hmm. It's no different than estrogen replacement or progesterone or testosterone, if, you know, if you're a man or, or, or woman. Uh, so I think it's something that you can be deficient in for several different reasons. And being on that hormone to me is different than being on Lasartan, you know, like a blood pressure medication. If you have a deficiency in a hormone, I mean, you need that hormone to operate correctly. So, um, but your other part of that question is once you start those prescription hormones, do you have to stay on them, you know, or, or does your body kick in? And usually though, Monica, once you're on those medications, you have to stay on them. But again, as a natural oriented uh, physician, I don't associate that as drug therapy. I think mm-hmm. you're better to be on this hormone, you know, even if you take it by prescription, than if you're not on it and you need it. Yeah. And do you help tackle like the root cause? Cause usually it's just not a thyroid issue, right? Like with my clients, I see it's usually one or the other sometimes mixed. One is like massive gut issues. Like, you know, you're talking SIBO, um, leaky gut, and that's just really having a big impact on your hormones and that. And then the other one is stress. It's like purely stress, right? <laughs> like, and, and a lot of the time that those clients are dealing with secondary infertility. And I think they didn't realize they were having thyroid issues, got pregnant naturally. And then their pregnancy really tipped them over the edge. And, you know, their doctor's like, okay, well, here's some thyroid medication. And that's it. We're not tackling anything from a root cause. And they're doing IUIs and IVFs and it's not working. And then they finally come to me and I'm like, well, you're stressed out and you have a toddler, like your thyroid needs some support here. Um, So where do you kind of see, or how do you help tackle it naturally with your clients? So with, with my uh, patients, I, you know, with fibromyalgia, about 70% of them have a problem with their thyroid. As I mentioned, it's not been uh, properly diagnosed or treated. And it's just a, it's really just doing good detective work, good blood work to see what's going on with those individuals. But stress is the catalyst, you know, this for mm-hmm. your clients. I mean, this, the, if you were to ask uh, any, any healthcare professional, they would, if they're going to be candid, they would tell you that the two primary drivers of chronic conditions and poor health are stress and inflammation, and they mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And then regards to thyroid, the number one trigger for dysfunctional thyroid is stress. Yeah. So, and what can be more stressful than you're trying to get pregnant and you can't get pregnant for whatever reason, maybe you're already under a tremendous amount of stress. Yeah. So that's creating the problem. And now that stress becomes even more magnified because you're beating yourself up because you can't get pregnant. You know, it's, it's this vicious cycle that you get in that, for whatever reason, you got run down, maybe you're not sleeping well, uh, maybe you're in an environment that's toxic, whatever, but whatever it is, that stress causes your body to be compromised and its ability to run itself properly. And then when you get in that state, though, now, anytime you're under stress, it's magnified. So it's mm-hmm. just, how do you, there's no drug for that, right? There's no, you can't drug your way out of stress, right? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why people feel like they're failing, even if they're like on these perfect diets, they're taking all the supplementation, they might even be on thyroid medication, and they still are having normal and not normal, but very common issues. And then to the extreme, if they are dealing with fertility issues, or even getting worse into digging themselves in more into their disease, right? And then obviously that adds more stress. And (laughs) yeah, definitely. Well, you know, thyroid, your thyroid controls every cell. Mm-hmm. Every function in the body is dependent on, on, an, on an optimally functioning thyroid. And once that thyroid becomes compromised, every system in the body slows down. So in, in the case of uh, infertility issues, you know, the, the symptoms, you can't get pregnant. You know, everything slows down. Uh, your immune system slows down. So you become susceptible to chronic sinus infections, upper respiratory infections, your digestion slows down. So maybe you start to develop problems with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or leaky gut or food allergies, or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, where you're constipated. Uh, Everything slows down, including your body's ability to heal itself, to mend damaged tissue. Um, Your hair starts falling out. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's pretty traumatic for for a female, probably more so than a male, but even a male, that's pretty traumatic. But it just goes to show that the thyroid is so important in regulating good health. And once it's compromised, all sorts of symptoms start to show up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in hindsight, I probably did have a thyroid issue, but because the work would have been done and I would have been like, it's normal because maybe I wasn't so over the edge or they weren't testing antibodies or any of that. Um, like I said to you, before we started recording, there's a woman I follow on TikTok, and she actually was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and she did amazing things to heal herself. Um, and I don't know where she was in her journey, whether she was in full remission or whatnot, but she decided to get pregnant. I think she got pregnant naturally, which was great. Um, and she just popped up on my feet the other day and you can see the swollen gland again, and she's very honest and very candid. And she has been doing everything under the sun to really reverse this issue. But from my knowledge, my, you know, my, my limited knowledge, that pregnancy most likely just tipped her over the edge. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, you know, she's dealing, already dealing with a thyroid issue, but the stress of finally maybe, you know, getting pregnant and just, I mean, now I'm a man, obviously, uh, but, I, you know, having uh, three kids with my wife, I mean, I know the kind of stress you deal with as a female, you know, when you get pregnant. I mean, it's incredibly stressful, not to mention what it does to your hormones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's no doubt Um that getting pregnant was probably the straw that broke the camel's back for her uh, with her thyroid. Now it's now it's back in, you know, in flare. Yeah. And I mean, this is my big thing. I mean, my if there's one mission that I want is the importance. It's not just getting pregnant, like being pregnant is such a like the, one of the hardest physical yeah. thing that any human has to do. And it's so downplayed in our society. 
right? Like you still have to work your 50 hour work week. I mean, if you have kids, you still have to be a full-time mom. You know, we're always so on the go and our cultures before us knew how important that time was for the woman and the baby for their health. And they were given time to rest and you had aunties and grandmothers in the village to help you when you were doing this time. And now we have women, you know, just popping back to work two weeks after they've had this baby. And we don't realize that even though it's a beautiful, amazing act, it's so stressful. And yeah, if you're, if you're thyroid, like you just said, if it is slow and sluggish and everything else is slow and sluggish, then you're like, okay, let's grow a baby. (laughs) Like Your thyroid's like, what the fuck? No, I can't do this. And yeah, the, the issues can just they, it would probably feel like it was like a light switch. Like it just got flipped back on where it was a slow, slow, slow. And then all of a sudden your body's like, nah, I can't do it anymore. And people fall off these cliffs very dramatically. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of thinking back, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago to maybe even a decade ago, as recent as a decade ago, fertility doctors, thyroid never really came up. I mean, it was just, maybe it did if they, you know, but I don't remember that. And I, and it always made sense to me that if someone couldn't get pregnant, it's because they were just, they were sick. Now, I know it sounds simplistic, but I mean, they were just so run down mm-hmm. mentally or physically that a body just could not handle getting pregnant. It's kind of like you see these elite athletes, these female athletes who try to get pregnant. They can't, they don't have a menstrual cycle because they're under so much physical stress from their sport that their body is conserving every ounce of leftover energy and there's not much mm-hmm. just to you know just for survival so the thought of being able to get pregnant and support another human being is just not going to happen so it, it always made sense to me to look at number one what what can we do for this individual and get them as healthy as we can and then number two what are some of the underlying issues that are causing them to feel so run down and um to to be so stre- in, stressed out internally you know it's, yeah it's, and thyroid to me was, you know, just, or I, I, I remember this story. I think I might've shared it with you on my podcast, but years ago I had this um, really s- sweet young couple. I'm both He was a patient, she was a patient and they were trying to get pregnant. He was a local minister here uh, of a church that, that I, that I periodically went to and she'd been trying to get pregnant. And, and uh, so I did some testing on her and found out sure enough that she had a problem with her thyroid, got her on some over-the-counter thyroid supplements to start with. We found a, uh, a, a, a sympathetic <laughs> physician that would go in and put her on armor thyroid, which is a combination of T3 and T4, kind of how the body makes it. Well, lo and behold, she gets pregnant. And uh, so I, one day I'm I'm here at this church and, and it's really crowded, you know, there, as people are coming out to shake their hand and, and, and do, 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 you know, do, thanks for being at the service and that kind of thing. She starts waving and yelling at me and, and, and she's saying, Oh, that's Dr. Murphy. He's the one that got me pregnant. <laughs> and you could hear a pin drop, you know, partly because, you know, they knew the journey of this, of this lady and, and, and her husband that they've been trying for years to get pregnant, but also, you know, in the context of being a church, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but anyway, th- th- we sorted that all out, you know, yeah. so, we, you know, it get, didn't get tainted with, with adultery uh, labeled as an adulterer, but, <laughs> um, 
but I've had a couple of cases like that to where they've tried all these things and, and just fixed their thyroid. And next thing you know, they're getting pregnant. Yeah. 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 And, um, I think if you have the knowledge, I mean, even just the little bit of knowledge behind it, it's not just one of those things, or it's not a miracle, or it's not a surprise, you know, um, it's uh, like, for me, the thyroid is part of the endocrine system at the bottom of your endocrine system is your ovaries. How can we not make that a very important part of the fragility journey, right? If, if it's a system, if something is off, surely it could be having an effect on the other areas yeah so well thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom um yeah i just love speaking to you you're such a great guy um let our listeners know where they can connect with you yeah i'd like to invite everybody we've got a a summit that's going to be launching coming up really soon the fibro summits and that's coming up in may 16th and through the 22nd i don't know when this this episode will air which you can find out about more about me and more about thyroid issues and proper testing at uh, superhealthyhuman.com and yourfibrodoctor.com. Yeah, definitely. And even if you know someone in your life, you know, even a male or a female that aren't trying to conceive but are having these issues, I highly suggest going down to the show notes, clicking on that link and connecting with Roger because it's just life-changing. It is really life-changing. So thank you once again for coming on and I hope to connect with you soon. Thanks so much. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.